love you. Gentle folk, ladies and men, we're so glad to have you here again. So please, won't you come on in and sit with us here on the couch? I am the green traveler from Gorsh. Meow. <laughs> and I, uh, tis, 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 am the faceless Leon. Meow. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> I hope that was seductive enough. Uh, yeah, yeah, we can be done with that. Um, this is Green and Faceless on I'm the Couch. <laughs> a podcast never, about movies and TV. I never really contemplated whether or not I could have a sexy voice. I don't think I have a sexy voice. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to listen, you know. We'll see. Very, I have a very nasally voice. It's all up in the nostrils for me. I don't think so. Mm. I think so. When I listen back, oh my god. <laughs> Dude, I'm I a monster. Like the slowest, dopiest guy. I mean, I really do. <laughs> I have to, literally, no joke, for a lot of, uh, whenever you're, you, when you're going, you're going. You're at a good yeah. speed. Like, both of us have moments where we have to pause and think, mm -hmm. and no joke, there's so many times where you'll say a sentence that I have to delete, like, a second between each word, <laughs> because otherwise it goes on. No, I know, I know, dude, I know. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I love your voice. Uh, Listen to it all day. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. I like yeah. my voice, too, I guess. Don't we all? I like to hear it, I guess. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, it's got a, like a comforting tone. Yeah, I definitely. I mean, it's very obvious that I love to hear my own voice, even if I, you know, think it's a little <laughs> nasally or annoying or whatever. I, I just fucking love it. Yeah, like I like to talk. I might not be that good at talking, but I like to talk. <laughs> <laughs> we could ramble. We could just ramble forever. Yeah. Or we could talk about the Aristocats. That's we what we're could. all here for. Welcome back to the Disney playlist, everybody. Woo! It's we got to the Bronze Age, baby. I was right. It's called the Bronze Age. Good job. What was that? Jason Bourne? Uh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so proud of myself. It ran. The Bronze Age, just for all of you lovely individuals who do not know, ran from the, it's the Disney era that ran from 1970s to 1988. It is the also known as the Xerox era, the Xerography era, if you want to call oh, it that too. the Xerography era. Okay. The Xerography, yes. Why? And what? Why? Well, I, I, we'll get. I, well, I guess might as well just get into it, Matt. Should we? I was like, well, hold on a second. No, uh, my dog's gonna start playing with a toy. That's lovely. I'll probably That's be caught okay. up on the mic. Hey, you yeah, know sorry, what? everybody. If you got, if she's got to sit through you talking about cats and be in that cone, right? She she might as well get to have a little bit of fun. That is that is kind of the biggest insult to to a dog. It's like, hi, honey, I'm home. I'm gonna go talk about uh, cats with my best friend. Just so you know, <laughs> she's just like fucking guy. It's called the Xerography era or the Xerox era because this is the era. This is the time period when artists finally started using uh, basic Xerox. You know, they they started painting. I don't know if Xerox is the right word. They started using xerography. Um, but they, they started actually painting onto the cells themselves. I think we, we explained oh. way back in one of the earlier eras 
animation is made up of a bunch of cells. You have a bunch of small, uh, you know, it's a storyboard. It's just, it's a, uh, you know, when you flick the paper and you right. see all the, like every, you draw something different on each page. And as you flick through it, it looks like it's moving that kind of a thing. Yeah. And each, each individual drawing, each individual painting is on its own cell. Now it used to be, they would paint that on paper and then they would scan that and put it onto the cell. You know, they would, you know, stamp it on, kind of stamp it on the cell. That's completely wrong, but that's how I'm imagining okay. it. And then they would paint on that. And now they're actually just doing it straight onto the cell. And the problem with that is and another uh, era that this uh, whole era has, another name this whole era has, I, I mean, is the scratchy film era. I see. It's very scratchy and it's called that because there's a shit ton of black lines everywhere. And it's because the xerography worked and it was cheaper. It saved them a lot of money. But it, you, you, the first few times you had to do it, you had to do it with black ink or black, uh, you know, marks. And so, there were some very heavy black marks because they had to keep putting that in there. And that was the only thing that would stick for, on the first few goes. And then it would color in after that. So, it is, you know, I, I don't, being an audio show, we don't have good photo examples of it. But if you go out there and look at movies from this era, you'll see that a lot of shots have very heavy black lines throughout it. And this one had a lot of it too. Like yeah. there's so many moments, especially when they're showing like the French skyline or you just see all the buildings. Like if you see any building basically during this era, it is just heavily outlined. <laughs> like it just sticks out like a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was like one part where I could have sworn that I saw a, a second Thomas O'Malley. Yeah. Like for just like a split second. And then, like, they had that trippy scene at the end of the movie. And so, I was like, wait, was that supposed to happen? <laughs> <laughs> they also, I feel like there's also eras, and I can be completely wrong about this. I just, I feel like I've heard about this or I've seen it before. But, like, I think they reuse stuff from, like, the Jungle I mean, It might not be this movie, but, like, they reuse, like, shots or something from Jungle Book. And they just, like, put a different character over it. I don't, oh. I don't know. I can't, I can't remember what the example was. I'll have, I'll have it for you next time. Next, next week when we talk our next film, I'll, okay. I'll try to make sure that I, I look into that more. Yeah. I thought, I, I thought I had remembered that they, like during this era, they were just, they were trying to save money. Basically. This is, this is a huge era of decline for Disney. Uh, monetarily, they like not these movies, I think made money, but they weren't great. You know, they, they had a, they had a downfall. It was one of Disney's, uh, sadder eras i guess i don't know if that's the right word for it but you know i enjoy this movie oh i, I do enjoy this movie and, and looking ahead at the rest of the films in this uh playlist that we're gonna have for you you know i enjoy a lot of these films but they're they're much darker than what disney's done before they're very they're they're, they're kind of throwing the fairy tale element away and just going right. for darker stories right they um <clears throat> i i think Walt sent out some people to find animal stories in particular. One of them being trying to get to the thing I read about because I want to talk about stuff I I learned too. Yeah, okay? I, I will say the Walt Disney had died before this era. Oh, now like the new creative head is uh, the director of this and the director of One Hundred One Dalmatians in the last film or the film after that, Wolfgang Reitherman. I love that name. Wolfgang Reitherman. Hmm. 
Just a second. I have to get my head wrapped around this. Well, I think Disney had like sent out for the stories and then right. passed away. And so that's why they were like working on these projects. He might not have died. I can't remember when exactly he died, but. I'll do real quick, real, real quick check. Yeah, I just remember that Wolfgang, uh, from from my tiny bit of research into him, he directed from like eight movies from 101 Dalmatians on. Like the, the next like five or so films are all directed by him. <laughs> All of them are directed by this one guy. All, all of the bronze. I think era. so. I don't think all of the bronze era, but like I think the next like four or five. And I again, I could be completely wrong because this is all off of memory, and I did like five minutes of research on this guy. Yeah. So it's you, it's very shoddy. You are correct. Walt Disney had died in 1966, so. At least before this movie came out in 1970. But he might have had a hand in the storyboarding. But anyways, I, I was pretty sure that he sent out Tom McGowan to, to find stories. And maybe that is still true. I don't know. Because yeah. I, I, I didn't do very good research, to be perfectly honest. Well, I feel like I feel like it's still true because a lot of these films, they worked on for years. Like, yeah, yeah. It takes a long time. It's very likely that... You know that your research is still accurate. I'm not exactly finding where I where I saw that it was Walt that sent them, but it, you know it, that's neither here nor there. I mean, I guess I am talking about what we're talking about, but maybe maybe you have better information than I do, or more info. I wanted to just say that the story was based off of a story of actual cats that inherited a fortune jesus i did not know that it was a true story yeah. oh my god yeah i don't i could not find if the true cats got kidnapped or not but that's what huh. they wrote the story about jesus yeah. <laughs> okay let's yeah let's talk the summary of this because the, i gotta say up front i feel really bad for the butler in this story. <laughs> just a little bit but dude if he would have just like played along okay we should explain it we should explain it before yeah. i say that so duchess rocafor is that right her one of her sons no no excuse me i, I don't know who wrote Ro is the mouse excuse me duchess uh berlois marie and toulouse are all cats uh who live with madame I don't remember if they gave her... Uh, <laughs> Human. The, yeah, yeah. Her, she's casted as Madam. And she decides that she is going to leave her fortune to her butler after her cats live out their natural life. Until then, the fortune belongs to the cats. Yep. Such bullshit. And... <laughs> yeah it is kind of shitty i i will agree but she's an eccentric woman and this asshole butler though yeah that is the thing I, I feel bad for him but he's still an asshole yeah edgar edgar played by roddy mod roxby he kidnaps the cats and throws them into the river but he botches it because these dogs that are pretty hilarious to me. I really liked uh, Napoleon and Lafayette. Oh, yeah. yeah, they are fabulous. Pat Buttram and George Lindsay, they do, other, they do other Disney stuff in the future and possibly the fat past. I don't know. 
Yeah. Um, and one of them has a very iconic voice. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll fucking... I love it. I can't I, remember... I can't remember which dog it is, but it's just like the... the it might be the Basset Hound one. I think it's <laughs> Napoleon. Yeah. The bit is great that they do. Like, uh, Napoleon is in charge. Lafayette, though, suggests all the good ideas. So... <laughs> You know, it's a lot of, I'm in charge. And, right. and uh, <laughs> he says, okay, let's go. <laughs> uh, okay, let's go. He's got such a, a weird, like, it, 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 I don't know how to describe his voice. Uh, like, it's it, it's kind of nasally, but it's not. It, it's the cadence along with, yeah, it's just an, a strange pitch. He talks like nobody else does naturally. It's like a, it's like a gravelly nasal. Yeah, yeah. He plays uh, sheriff of Nottingham in our next movie. I'm pretty sure. Nice, nice. So I didn't mention who our main cast uh, is pay- played by so far, being Duchess, played by Eva Gabor, Jaja Gabor's nice. little sister. Oh, I did not know. I that. really only know Jaja Gabor by her name because yeah. But uh, she, I guess, is more famous for her many marriages and her, you know, public appearances than her acting career. But Ava... And she was on the, the TV in Nightmare 3. Nightmare on Elm Street 3. <laughs> oh, that's she? right. Yeah, she. I think that was <laughs> her. Ava, she, though, was in Green Gables on, you know, TV. Oh, nice. And she also does... Uh, she'll she'll appear in the rescuers as well. Fabulous! Her, I'm excited to get to that one. Her children, who I believe were all young children, who did the voice acting. Uh, Berlois was Dean Clark, and I'm probably not saying that name right. I fucking who knows? It's spelled B E R L I O Z. Yeah, I know. And I got away with it because, okay, so you don't pronounce half half the shit in French if you don't know. And we have French listeners, and they're like, you pronounce everything. <laughs> you just pronounce yeah. it this way. And uh, I'm sorry, okay? But I did get away with it in French class. They said I had a pretty good French accent, and I think it's because <laughs> I already have a problem with pronouncing our language so (laughs) i just didn't pronounce theirs right i gotta say like uh uh french i love listening to french and i love hearing french names reading french names i feel like i just like you know it's like learning uh it's like the first time i ever looked at words you know this is it's just it's very hard for me to read like i'm reading uh, a, a napoleon biography right now and I'm having so much trouble remembering everybody in his life because of all the names. Like, there's so many, like, very unique and beautiful names, but I have to, like, look them up and how to pronounce them on each one because I just, I don't know how to read it and how to pronounce it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. I I try. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, that's right. And it's not. <laughs> <laughs> You can mock us in the comments, French uh, French potatoes. Yes, and please do. So, after they get thrown into the river, they uh, make it out. (laughs) Yeah, they make it out all right, because he threw them in a basket, and the basket floated. But, oh, yeah, he also drugged them. He he made creme de la Edgar, 
and uh, they shared it with Rokefer, the uh, by played by Sterling Holloway. I knew you'd want me to mention. Love him, and he's the best. Yes, and so they all pass out, and the mouse when he wakes up, he's like, "Oh crap." They, the the cats are gone. I'm gonna go save them. And you know the madams yeah. wor- worrying and stuff. Yeah, they meet up with this alley cat. Uh, do you have all his names on hand? I, I only know Tom O'Malley. That's all. I, oh, Tom damn. O'Malley, the alley cat. That's all I got. I'm sadly, look it up real quick because it, I mean it's his interest yeah. song and his full name. Yeah, um, you got to give him his due. Do you like pina coladas? <laughs> That's his full name. <laughs> Tom O'Malley, the pina colada alley cat. <laughs> Tom O'Malley, the tequila having alley cat. Abraham DeLacy, Giuseppe Casey, Thomas O'Malley, alley cat. Nice. Yeah. What a and beautiful he, man. He does say Giuseppe. I, I don't know. I feel like that name is not pronounced that way. Yeah, probably not. Probably, it was probably just to make the, the beautiful rhythms. Yeah, I yeah do. they had to get the meter right. And uh, he is he is played by Phil Harris, who uh, I believe was Blue, right? Good job. Very good job. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't remember, yes, honestly, but I believe you're he correct. Was blue. Yeah, Definitely. he's Blue and Little John and the future movie coming up here. Nice. Yeah, he's, he's beautiful. I love his voice just as much. Yeah, uh, I will say as much as I love Tom's suave and charm, and he is very uh, you know it's fun to watch him just like roll around on the grass. Tr- he's a swanky cat. Yeah, just he's just rolling around on the grass trying to woo Duchess, and I thought I that know. was very cute and adorable. Yeah, but also like the way that Disney sometimes sexualizes animals, man, it's weird. Yeah, it gets a little weird. This is yeah, this is definitely the starting of that where she's like, okay, oh, like. Okay. The, the, there's some moments where I'm just like, does he have a butthole? Because I don't want to see a cat butthole. But like, you know. <laughs> uh, I don't think they actually ever show cat butthole, but there are a lot no. of times where his tail is just straight the fuck up. Oh, yeah. They don't, and they don't, none of them have any genitalia at all. Nope. And, you know. It's fucking weird, man. But, I but mean, also it thankful. is kind of weird, but also, yes. At the same time, I think I would be like, why did they want to draw that? What? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know the artists have quite a few where they did draw like tiny little penises and, <laughs> and then, you know, yeah, and somebody Wolfgang was like, I don't know, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, either put pants on it or no. <laughs> <laughs> so if they wear pants, they have genitalia. That's the Disney rule. I think so, yeah. So Mickey, Mickey has genitalia then. And Goofy. Goofy's got a giant schlong, too. Yeah. Donald, though. Donald, that's well, retractable. Well, I mean, it's retractable, so yes. Yes. Yep. It's there. It's there. <laughs> Why do we know so much about penises of other species? Uh, especially the duck penis. If you don't know anything about the duck penis, just speaking of uh, Donald just don't a little bit, go look at look, Don't. Go, no, go, go, no, go look it up. Go. It's very, okay, it's very fascinating. power, to a certain extent, at a certain yeah. point, some of that knowledge is just irreparable damage that you've done to yourself. Now, I'm just saying, if you go and look it up and you find yourself intrigued, not sexually intrigued, no, mind you, course. just intrigued, yeah, just intrigued, 
go ahead and continue further and look up the uh, the uh, duck gender evolution war. It's yeah, very fascinating that stuff. Is fascinating. Very fascinating. It is, but it it fucks with your mind. Ducks are no longer cute. No, especially male ducks. They are just no. assholes. Assholes. Donald. Fuck. Though, if you do find yourself into it, I don't know any plastic surgeon that will give you a corkscrew penis. I'm sorry. <laughs> you 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 then fucking again, pompous bastard. What's that? You're just like I. You, you're like a pompous bastard over there because you could just mold yours into a fucking corkscrew. <laughs> it don't matter. <laughs> yeah, but nobody's requested that. I mean, <laughs> why would they? Why would yeah, they? Let's exactly, be honest. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you know, I said Thank that joke earlier, and I also just don't know any plastic surgeons because I also don't need one. Right. Do whatever yeah. I want. I don't need plastic surgeons either. I just got to step into a human suit sometimes. Yeah. You know, just a what? What does your human suit green. look like? Or is that too? No, we won't go there. Then they'll find us. Then oh. the government will be on us. Once we give them enough information, then we'll be able to all their, their fucking facial imaging uh, shit and all their radars that'll be looking for us. You don't have to worry about that, Mr. Faceless, and not having to worry about shit like that. <laughs> Asshole. Yeah, I gotta be paying attention to facial retina and image scans and all this kind of crap. <laughs> Do you pose Pompous. each time? Like Every time I pass, like, a yeah, every time I go through, like, a stoplight, I have to make a different face, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a massive, like, Jack Nicholson grin and <laughs> scare him a little bit. All right, you know what? I feel like we really haven't done much talking about this movie. Should we uh, should we wrap up the synopsis just real fast? Uh, yes. I mean, basically where you left off is a pretty good spot to leave it off because Tom just helps mm-hmm. out the cats try to get back home. Right. But at the same time, uh, Tom doesn't really want them to get back home because he kind of wants a lover. He kind of wants, yeah. you know, this, this new ex- exciting life as a dad. He's pretty good at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He falls in love with the kids, too. That And that's that's really part of the cuteness. I, I, I love it. Yeah. Really. Definitely. Definitely. And uh, I think that's a good spot to leave off the synopsis and just dive into what we thought about this film. Yeah. Uh, why don't you hit it? It's very enjoyable. It's very cute. However, that said, it is 100% derivative of 101 Dalmatians. Like, <laughs> it's mean, almost like yeah. the exact same. Yeah, that's true. Wasn't there another one? Oh, it's, it's also very similar to Lady and a Tramp also a bit. You know, like Lost Pet goes yeah, missing, Lost Tramp Pet finds is... them, tries to help them along the way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's got so many similarities that watching it this time, especially after having blasted through the other ones, it definitely felt very kind of derivative and like, I don't want to say cheap, but that's the word I'm going to go with. It, it felt, hmm. you know, very cheap. But at the same time, it's so goddamn cute. Like, yeah, I love the kids. Really the kittens cute. are hilarious. Uh, they kitten, Yeah, they did crack me up quite a bit. Uh, I paid a lot of attention to O'Malley this time around, though, because uh, I don't think I really watched this movie a lot as a kid. Uh, mm-hmm. and I didn't, I think it was that first impression you got of O'Malley where he's like, nah, I'm not going to get mixed up with no cat with kids. No, I, that's a yeah. really bad impersonation. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, maybe, I think maybe that turned it off or honestly, it might be the fact that I'm way more of a dog person. <laughs> But I did not. <laughs> I did not care for this movie so much as a kid. 
But as an adult, you know, and an adult in a relationship, it's it's very cute. Yeah. I'm I'm I also have been having those oh man, how public do I want this very personal feeling to be? I've been having, you know, those feels lately like oh man, maybe a kid would be nice. And it's like ah yeah, soak up that tax money. <laughs> That's what they're there for. I don't know if I, I... I mean, I feel like I'd be a good dad, but would I be oh, yeah. a good provider? I don't know. I think you'd definitely be a good dad. And and kids, I mean, they give you money. That's what they do, right? They, do they? They're definitely not... I, they definitely I don't, don't soak the, up cash. The economic, you know, benefits. <laughs> no, they just, they just eat all your fucking bills. They don't, you know, got nothing they eat everything man they'll eat your money they'll eat your wallet they'll eat your house kids are terrifying oh. not to scare you from kids will they eat the dog too <laughs> only if you can't provide more money okay well see yeah. i i don't really care about money yeah so. typically they'll turn the dog against you to where oh. like they'll start riding the dog into battle oh and then you you gotta worry about your dog too because now it's a weapon of destruction <laughs> That dog is strong too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you be you and Sarah, you, you and your 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 lady love, you'd be destroyed. It's no, I'm just kidding. It's a great idea. You'd definitely be a good dad. So like, well, I appreciate that, but I I don't. I mean, it's probably yeah. not going to happen mean, yeah. for a while yet. It's just it's, I get that. Yeah. Okay, I think the main thing was when I was working Nutcracker. There were these little kids in the show, and like I had, I operate the fog machine. That's like right next to them, so I'm like helping them not trip and stuff. And they're yeah, so fucking yeah. cute. And they were literally dressed like angels. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know where I stand. As long as I'm Godfather, that's where I stand. <laughs> yes, a Godfather. You can have yeah, multiple. Your, your child. Uh, yeah, I, I immediately made your child male. I'm so sorry. Your, your child can have multiple Godfathers. <laughs> I completely understand that. And I don't have to be, like, the, the specific one, you know, like, the one on paper that, like, if you and your lady love were to sadly pass, you know, I don't need to be the one that, uh, obviously, I'm not ready for that shit. Yeah. So, no. I just want I just want Godfather status and title, not, oh, okay. not in actuality. Well, okay, you will pay Godfather child support then. <laughs> I mean, as long as it's, like, $20 a month, that's totally fine. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how much child support is. I never asked my dad that question. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think it's I think it's specific per like situation. Sure, but uh, I, I mean, I will say like if if I am Godfather by title, I do anticipate walking in your door and having your child kneel and kiss my ring. So. <laughs> uh, he, he doesn't have to kneel. He just has to ride your dog up to me, like you know. <laughs> So you, so you talked about how you like this movie. Uh, I I also right. do like this movie. Uh, there is one thing that Disney even warns you about on Disney Plus that yep. is pretty kind of gross. But first, I think I should set up that scene. So O'Malley, to, to break for the night, takes them to his usual dwelling in town. Uh, but all of his friends are there, uh, led by Scat Cat, uh, played by Scatman Crothers. 
that he's a cool cool character that's great and there's there's jazz music and you know gotta love scat man yeah and everybody wants to be a cat is a a great number and you know it gets honestly head really bad i mean i love the music but that's the only song i remember is that song of course i mean because that ending part is really repetitive and you just want to dance yeah. to it. It's good. Until Winnie the Pooh yells, stop it! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> or be quiet. I think he yells, be quiet. Yes. Something. Uh, and it's really funny because you don't imagine Sterling Holloway. At least you don't imagine Winnie the Pooh getting mad like that. Right. Uh, That's the only thing I remembered as a kid. Like, oh, my kid, my brother and I, we watched this a lot. And that's the that's the one scene I remembered was him yelling and then everything just grinding to a halt immediately. Is everyone like, oh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, so, anyways, during this big jazz number, though, I don't know if this is everybody wants to be a cat or if it's the number before that. Uh, there is this part with the chi- Chinese cat is what the it's credited as on IMBD, but it uh, it's portrayed by Paul. Winchell, Winchell, and he, it is just, you know, just stereotypical jokes about being Chinese. Yeah. That's all yeah, it is. It's, it's it doesn't add anything to the scene or anything. And yeah. j- just so you know, that's what Tigger did before Tigger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I will, I, I mean, but it's such a, it's very racist. Like, even the, the art style. It's yeah, just no, awful. It's not good. Um, but you know, it it's an old movie. People yeah. must have thought um people obviously thought it was funny, but that doesn't mean it's okay and you know, for it's just a fair warning to you guys out there. And and I don't hold it against Tigger because he's Tigger. <laughs> it was just the job to that actor, yes, you know, he was just yeah. he was just hired. He I don't even know if he worked for Disney before this point, so he's also a ventriloquist. Oh, nice. Got a little good ventriloquist. Wait, was he the ventriloquist in the one uh, in the Jiminy Cricket movie? Was that fun and fancy? No, it was was the uh, oh, I you know, know the one with the creepy I do ventriloquist. Know. I do know what you mean. Yes, yeah, but yeah. I don't I don't know if that was him or not. I have no idea. Oh man, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, we that was like twenty years before this though. So uh, okay, okay, that's fair. That's a good yep. He's probably in the clear. Probably wasn't him. Probably was. <laughs> Should we do closing statements? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I do enjoy this film a lot. Again, as I said, it's it's very derivative, and for that, I'm only giving it two and a half stars. That's because totally it's fair. very enjoyable. Yeah, very enjoyable. Good family film, uh, and it's got you know it's got a decent story. Even though I kind of hate Tom the Tom O'Malley every now and then, like he's he's kind of a sleaze ball, but it's it's fine. He he learns, he develops, and it's yeah. it's nice to watch him develop. Yeah, you know, it's it's a it's a fun story, but it's also just the exact same as like one on one Dalmatians and Lady and Tramp. So. And I and I don't know Take how I get. ever saw that. I, I I I was actually going to mention that it is like the feline uh counterpart to Lady and the Tramp. But it's it's right. the, the feline counterpart to both of those films. <laughs> You're totally yeah. right. They're like, oh, but you know what? We haven't given any love to cats. Let's, yeah, let's bring oh, in some shit. cats. We have a whole other audience to reach here. <laughs> uh, you know what? I just saw an old cat lady house in my head. 
with cats watching this in front of the TV, just like it in 101 Dalmatians. I could definitely live happily in that kind of a house, let's be honest. Yeah? You like, you like yeah, cats, that's what, I think that's one. I think that's what I'm going to turn into. I mean, my dog has made me a cat person. I that's see. how it's been. I see. Yeah. I love her. I love her with every like fiber of my being, except for like some fibers. There's a few frays, but God, like she is, she's really just made me realize how much I enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. My dog made me realize how like, like how much I like dogs. Right. Yeah. And I love Zelda too. I thought I was a dog person, but like, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm much, much, uh, I don't always want to play. Yeah, Damn it, I just don't. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I mean, really, I don't. But you know, you gotta give the poor you girl. Gotta give it to him. You gotta give him the attention. I feel so bad for Zelda right now. Not only have I just come home from work and I'm spending like an hour talking to you, talking to you about cats, but now I'm dishing her on the <laughs> internet. Like, <laughs> <this poor> <laughs> Oh, uh, fuck. Okay, well, let, let's do the clo- I, my closing statement, because you did your shit. Uh, I give it a full face. I mean, <laughs> I give it a full face because, I mean, I really enjoyed watching it, and uh, I really yeah. like the music, but like you said, there's really only one number that stands out, and also, it is derivative, so... Uh, and, you know, but I do recommend it. You know, it's a pretty good D- Disney movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, easy recommend. Good, you know, from from what I read about this being like a decline for Disney, it really like this is a you know not the start I would have expected. I would have expected something a little more disappointing. No, this is this is an easy recommendation. So it's it's yeah, a good start for the definitely. era so far. Definitely. Well, next is Robin Hood, right? Woo! Yes, it is. It is. I I remember enjoying that movie, but I guess we'll see. I know I enjoy the opening number. That fuck that. That slaps. As they say. As the kids say these days. <laughs> We're young. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, I'm going through a midlife crisis and I'm not even 30. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> well, I think that's been our show. Indeed it is. Thank you for listening. If you have loved this podcast, which I hope you have, Potatoes, we love you. Uh, you can head on down to patreon.com slash green and faceless and uh, check out our tiers. You know, we have uh, merchandise offers currently only for the tiers, but, you know, speak up. We're willing to sell. Yeah. So, you know, and thank you so much for listening. We really love you. I have been the Green Traveler. Oh, wow. I love that delivery. I have been the Faceless Leon. Safe travels, and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. If you like the show, please show your support by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Like, follow, subscribe, wherever you might listen. We also now have a Patreon account. If you feel so inclined to support us in a financial manner, please become a patron by visiting patreon.com slash green and faceless. You can also find more information about us on our Facebook account or on the FictionWorks19 Instagram account. Thank you so much for listening.